You say the whole thing. Welcome back to a pod named Kickback and a special edition of Kickback Sports. This is um, our Wizards season preview. And I couldn't think of anybody better than to do this with than the real Ed Oliver, Oliver my man, from Locked On Wizards uh, podcast. My favorite Wizards podcast, by the way, just so you know. I tuned in every single week. It is a pleasure to have you here, bro. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to start the season off with a, with a win. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Um, <laughs> let's get right into it. Well, if you guys don't um, subscribe to Locked On Wizards Podcast, it's Ed, and you, you have a new co-host now. Yeah, my guy Brandon, Brandon Scott. Yeah, Brandon Scott. And they, man, after every game, they pretty much going live. Throughout the week, they're going live, and I'm there for every single one. You know, me and Ed, we got gas last year without predictions. <laughs> 50 wins, 50 wins. Yeah. Um, we're going to be a little more realistic this year. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, they they look when they were ten and three, man. I was I bought in, man. They they definitely tricked me. I couldn't believe how bad they were after that ten and three start because they look they look real good. They were playing defense. And mm-hmm. After that, they couldn't guard a park car, and then guys didn't get along. And next thing you know, they were like thirty six and forty six. Terrible, man. Terrible. But we made some trades uh, mid season. Cleaned up the locker room. Brought in KP. Brought in a unicorn. The first victor. Wimbiana, I would say, um, mm. didn't get to see him and Brad play together, but we did see him in Coos. And that kind of set the tone for what I think my optimism or our optimism was for this season. We got a little bit of it in the preseason, but due to injuries and everything, we didn't get to see too much. But last night, Ed, we finally got to see the big, the solid three, as you say, on mm. stage, kind of see what they could do. What were your first impressions of the game? Oh, I love it, man. KP was attacking the rim. I like how Brad went straight to KP the first play of the game. KP got to the free throw line off of alley-oop, and then they, they converted on alley-oop, too. Um, KP had a double-double. Kuzma had a double-double. KP had 15 and 10. Um, Kuzma had 13 boards, 22 points. He was getting he was getting active on the boards, you know, knocking down. He hit a couple threes, too. Uh, he was being real aggressive. He, he was playing that point-forward role out there, too. Um, Brad, man, Brad was unstoppable at, uh, at times, man. He was getting to the rim, getting to the basket, hitting that mid-range shot. He had two threes, hit a corner three, uh, um, and both one in the first half, one in the second half. So they took care of business last night. The Pacers are a team that they're supposed to beat. Miles Turner didn't play. Um, the end of the game is what really upset me. They let the Pacers come back. And the Pacers, they almost tied it up. Honestly, um, you know, we were taking bad shots. We had a couple bad turnovers. Uh, we let them get a couple offensive rebounds, man. Those young guys play hard. Like Matherin plays hard, uh, Halliburton plays hard, and Duarte. They got some young guys that play hard, so you can't sleep on any team in this league. And they they took their foot off the gas, and we almost they, they almost gave that game away. 
Um, yeah. I like the way Barton and Gaffer played too. Absolutely. Off the bench is so strong. I loved when I first found out they were going to start Denny because at first it was kind of mm-hmm. under wraps. We were guessing who were they going to start. I call it Wizards Twitter. was guessing who was going to start. And um, <laughs> when we found out it was Denny, I was like, okay, because that was my goal last year. That's why I won in the lineup last year. Going into this year until I saw Rui. And then Rui totally changed my mind uh, with his, his amazing um, summer league play. But I, lo- I love the lineup. We got a, a defender. Um, Denny started on Halliburton, which I really I dug that. I said, okay, I see Denny being the aggressor. I'm going to take the best play on the opposite team. I love seeing that. Um, the game, uh, Bradley's first shot was a three. You know, he struggled from three the last season or so. So that was great mm-hmm. to see. The, like, the wrist is healed. He was sitting in his mid-range uh, jumper, taking him to the basket hard, stopping on the dime, turning around. Buckets, I definitely um, love the way Brad was aggressive. Kuz, he's just going to be a fan favorite. I mean, he's going to go out there. He's going to give it his all. He's going to attack the Bulls. He's going to shoot the three. He's going to rebound. He had two blocks. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that extra inch and a half he grew, whatever he said, he grew another inch. Um, I guess that helped out because he had two blocks yesterday. KP said that he had hurt his ankle during warm-ups. Yeah. And that, that kind of limited his performance. But 15 and 10 was still solid to me. Definitely, yeah. It's it's scary, man. We want we want Porzingis to stay healthy, so that would have been crazy if we would have hurt himself before the game. Same thing, Miles Turner hurt himself before the game and warm ups too. So that that would have been a crazy thing to happen uh, for both those guys to miss that game. But um, yeah, Kuz, man, I love how I love you know defensively he, he struggled at times, but he has he had some nice blocks. Bradley Bill had a clutch block too towards the end uh, where a guy got an offensive rebound. He blocked it at the end uh, towards the end of the game. Um, Delon Wright has been a great defender, but Porzingis. You know, we want to keep him healthy. We got a big game on Friday night, but he looked good, you know, going to the basket. He dunked on Isaiah Jackson, too. Yeah, had a yeah. fast <laughs> on, on a fast break, yeah. So Porzingis, he he was a man on a mission out there, man. And, and Gafford was dunking on some guys, too. I love how Gafford was bullying people around because, you know, Gafford struggled a little bit in preseason, but he played strong last night. That's that's what I want to see from Gaff. I want to see him play strong like that every night. Barton, beautiful passes. Knocking down threes. He's going to be that sixth man of the year candidate type of guy. Um, DeLon Wright, man, he can play defense, man. He he defends. He finished the game. Monte Morris played well, too. Monte Morris had a, he had a solid game. He didn't knock down a lot of shots. But DeLon Wright, man, he plays a lot of – he plays great. He took a charge out there last night. He's just real destructive. But like you said, with the starting lineup, West was trying to hide it and keep it a secret. He didn't announce the starting lineup until like 15 minutes before the game started. You know, but Denny, Denny did a good job. It's just – the ankle injury, he said the x-rays are negative. They said he could have went to the game towards the end of the game, but, you know, they held him out. So hopefully he can play tomorrow night against the Bulls because we're going we're gonna to need that defense, man, because he, Denny, he's, he's one of our best defenders, if not the best defender on the team, especially from last year. And they, Wes had them pressing too. Like they, they were playing yeah. up. They were playing, you know, full court defense. That's, you know, I love when they do that. I love when he's trying to get the team to be aggressive. And you can do that with Denny because Denny's Denny's gonna guard. He's gonna guard threes. He's gonna guard fives. He'll guard fours. He'll guard anybody that you ask him to do. You know, when he's he, when he's out there throwing up the X. Um, so yeah, I, I like that Denny start, man. <laughs> I like that Denny start, man. It, it gives the team more versatility on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and Rui, if Rui starts too, I have no problem with that either. But you know, it, look, it, just, it just looks better for Will to come off the bench yeah. and Denny start because we need defense, man. The Wizards. For the last under Scott Brooks, they struggled defensively last year. They were bad defensively, so we need some guys that want to play defense. And Denny's Denny's that guy that wants to play defense. 
I agree. Um, Will Barton was one of my biggest surprises because I didn't know he could facilitate that will. He was mm-hmm. running like the point for a minute. Like he was bringing the ball yeah. up, cool, getting into, into sets. I was like, look at Will the thrill. And then he had what, 17 points? <laughs> he had 17 off the bench, man. He, he had 17. If you have him and Rui anchoring the bench scoring, Gafford is always going to put up points. We don't consider mm-hmm. him a scorer, really, but he he's going to get those dunks. He's going to scream at you, going to yell at you. And that's what we needed. When we played the Knicks, I felt we got bullied. I felt Mitchell did, Robinson yeah. was kind of just pushing us around. And mm-hmm. last night, Gafford was like, I'm going. He yelling at everybody, mm-hmm. dunking on everybody's head. But they say, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Gafford definitely, he's always, he's a fan favorite too. I love Gafford, man. Um, but Will the Thrill definitely uh, impressed me. I thought Monte Morris, his numbers didn't jump out at you. I think he had seven points, five rebounds, six assists, or something like that. Um, but it was a good all-around game. I thought he ran the team well. I thought we got into our sets well. I think we were, what, a plus 17 with him? Yeah, yeah, hit a plus 17. And that, that's all we need. We don't need a point guard going out there because last year we brought in, you know, a combo guard guy trying to score. Bradley Bill, you just need a guy to just give the ball to Brad, get out the way. Get them in the stats, get the ball to Porzingis, let these guys set up because Porzingis is a scorer, Kuz is a scorer. We just need a point guard that's just looking to pass the ball. And Monte's that guy looking to just pass the ball. I know Monte, like we both said, he didn't score a lot or put points on the board or shoot the ball well, but that, that's not his job. His job is to get the ball to Brad, get these guys set up, get them in their sets ready to go. Because when Porzingis gets hot, you want to get out the way and just get the ball to Porzingis. Exactly. Same thing with Brad. Just get out of the way, let Brad work. Tell me if you think this is off. Monte Morris reminds me of Mark Jackson. Like, he can shoot, he can score, but he's going to get guys in their sets. He'll make a clutch bucket when it's needed. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I say I, in my thing. I could definitely see that, yeah. I mean, you watched the Reggie, the Reggie Miller documentary where, um, you mm-hmm. know, he beat the Knicks and Spike Lee and did, did the choke, choke hold sign. You know, Mark Jackson was the guy, you know, in uh, Reggie Miller's ear just saying, hey, Reggie, shoot the ball, they can't guard you. And Monte can be that kind of guy for Brad, just being in his ear telling, hey, these guys can't check you. They can't guard you. And Monte's just facilitating the ball to Brad and Porzingis. Like I said, letting these guys work. We don't – Mark Jackson, yeah, he was a solid guy. He's not going to go out there and score 30 points. That's not what we need from a point guard. We don't need – you know, in years past, we had John. John would get his buckets and he would be able to pass. This guy, Monte Morris, is different. You know, we had Russell Westbrook one year. He's a guy who's going to get his baskets. He's going to pass too. But Monte Morris is more of a guy who – you know, it's going to set guys up, facilitate. John did that, too. Russell did that, too. They, they got guys set up, too, for sure. So they, they were great at it. I think Monte Morris is a guy who's, like you said, more like a Mark Jackson. He's not super athletic. He's not going to run past you or dunk on you or anything like that. But he's going to be like – he's like a player's coach. You know, him and Wes Hunsell Jr., they have a great relationship. You know, Wes coached him with the Nuggets. They say they have a father-son type relationship. Um, they get along very well. So – and Monte, he's a guy that's not mad about his role. You know, DeLon Wright finished the game last night, and Monte was on the bench uh, to finish the game. So we're not hearing any chirping about that or, you know, he's upset about that at all um, from, from what we've heard. So we just need a guy who's a, a team player, fits in well. And it's all about chemistry. Like last year, chemistry was so bad, and I think Monte Morris is more of a chemistry guy. We got more guys around this team that are chemistry guys that want to buy in, and, and Mark Jackson was that kind of guy. I think Monte Morris is that guy for sure. Yeah, and the chemistry, I do want to touch on that. Um, just the way that everybody knows each other, with Monte and Cal growing up together. Cal said that um DeLon Wright was one of his biggest uh influences. Um he was going to college. 
So he, he mm-hmm. idolized him. He had uh, the Denver connection with Wes and Will Barton and um and Monte. Then it was a, it, then uh, Denny, Rui and KP. Well, Denny and KP playing overseas in the EuroBasket. And it was a bunch of different connections. And I was like, damn, this team is kind of everybody knows each other. Everybody mm-hmm. likes each other. And I think that's a huge difference from the last couple seasons for real. The chemistry. Do you think um how big of a factor do you think that plays in to what we're trying to do this year with so much camaraderie? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. You saw how how rough it was last year, how difficult it was. You know, West being a rookie head coach, you know, we had guys with, you know, strong egos, Montres Harrell, uh Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, even Bertans and, and, and um, Denny got into a, a disagreement. They got into an argument. You saw them. They were kind of going back and forth to each other. Awesome. On the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Montres Harrell, you know, he got into an altercation, a, a, a physical altercation with KCP at halftime. So um, there is rumors that, you know, it was it was it was like prisoners running the asylum. Spencer Dinwiddie wasn't having with his role. Um, so it, it just it was like only one basketball. It was only one basketball anyway, but it just felt like there were so many mouths to feed. And only one basketball to go around. Only so many touches to go around. Guys didn't know their roles. So, like I said, with Monte and Will, they're so familiar with West. They know their roles. You know, if Will has to come off the bench. Will's fine with that. You know, he's fine coming off the bench. He's he's going to get his any way he can off the bench. Monte, whatever role you're going to ask him to do, if you just want him to go in there and be a pass first point guard, we're not looking for Monte to score. We're just looking for him to get Brad set up and Porzingis set up. Um, you know, Rui's been there for years now. Denny's been there for two or two years. This is year three. Um, Kispert when he comes back. So we got some guys with a lot of familiarity. Like you said, Coos and Delon, they grew up together. Coos and Monte Morris went to what middle school or high school or elementary school together. They put on like AAU teams together and whatnot. So um the chemistry is, is huge for this team. It's huge. And it's more about, you know, guys fitting together. You look at the Lakers, you know, you look at them, they got so much talent on that team, mm-hmm. but it's just not a good fit. You know, so the chemistry is just not working out there in L.A. They, they got to make some moves. But here, the Wizards, they have no margin for er- error. And I know teams get in fights all the time. You look, you look at the Warriors team. They had a, they had a bad altercation yeah. of practice. So fights are going to happen. But for this team, they really need to get guys to buy in and get along for this to work out. That's the that's the way they're going to reach their potential. Um, Anthony Gill, he's another guy that's that's, that's yeah. buying in a character guy, even, you know, Anthony Gill. Anthony Gill might he started in the second half, so he might if Denny can't play. West loves Anthony Gill so much he he might even start the next game. So they got a lot of guys that get along, that know each other, and uh, they they just need some. Last year was a lesson for the team. Like I don't think West wants to go through that again, yeah. um, and we don't want to see that again. Guys getting not guys rumors coming out and just guys bickering and, and going back and forth. Um, so we we needed a culture change in the locker room for sure. And I think we have that. I think an underrated signing um, this offseason was James Posey, putting him on the staff. Defensive yep. player, won a championship, no-nonsense type dude who played in the league. And I think we needed that. I feel like um, it changed the culture a little bit. I, I don't know if I'm attributing too much to him, but West seems more authoritative. Even Brad said that, you know, West said, this is how I was going. This is what we're doing. And he didn't get that last season. People didn't know their roles, but they seemed way more defined this year. And it seems mm-hmm. like West is determined to keep the bench intact. So I'm not going to start Rui if, you know, if uh, Denny's out. I'll put Gill in there. My bench lineup is my bench lineup. Now, I, when he's kind of alluded to that in the um, press conference yesterday, I was kind of like, well, damn. Okay. I, I like that. I like that whole bench unit. I'm calling them the B unit. Like G unit. <laughs> B unit. So I'm rocking with that for them. 
because I think he's going to keep them all intact. Um, so if somebody needs to start, it'll be almost Kisper kids back. You know, maybe it'll be Gill or someone else to fill that injury role. But that bench unit, I think, is going to be intact for sure. Um, were you surprised that Rui didn't get his extension? I wasn't because last year he missed 40 games due to personal reasons. So I think that was a setback for him. Um, but I, 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 in a perfect world, they, I wish they would have got the extension done because he might have a really good year this year and his price may go up. And then another team may want him and they got to match that offer. Kind of like what happened with Otto Porter. I don't see Rui getting a max deal at all. But, um, yeah, it'd be rough if they, if they lost some, you know, teams like the Miami Heat last year were, you know, rumored to have interest in it or they were reportedly had interest in, in, in Rui. So when Rui becomes a free agent, there's going to be a lot of teams trying to get him. So now you got to compete with other teams rather than, you know, signing him. But the, at the same time, Kyle Kuzma's a free agent. So you got to think about signing him. Uh, he looked good last night. He, he looks like he's going to have a good year. Porzingis. He's a free, he has a contract op- option, so he can op- opt out. Will Barton is a free agent, so you got to make some tough decisions. So I understand why Tommy Shepard didn't make the decision. Now he probably wants to he wants to wait, not probably, but he he wants to wait and see how Rui plays. He wants to wait and see how Kuz plays, Porzingis, and then at the end of the year, or maybe even by the trade deadline, somebody may be moved. You never know if they're winning a lot of games. Maybe they might try to to get a, another guy who's who may be like a disgruntled star or another good player who's looking to leave their team and want to go to a winning team. Or, you know, if things go bad, like last year, you said who? Jay Crowder. <laughs> um, yeah, he's still there. He hasn't been traded yet. But, yeah, I, I think he's going to go to the either the Miami Heat, you know, one of those teams. I, I feel like the Miami Heat, they, they have interest in them. So I feel like he'll, he'll probably end up there. Um, or maybe maybe the Bucks. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, just gonna start. Or like, if things go bad, like last year, I don't think they will. Then you know, Tommy may think about, hey, we need to get some more picks. We need to get a first round pick. Can we trade Rui for a first round pick? Can we trade Kuz for a first round pick? Like, who who can we get for our future to build this team? So you got to look at it both ways and both sides. Maybe maybe they offer Rui some month uh, a contract. Maybe Rui didn't think it was enough money, you know. So yeah. his teammate from Gonzaga, Brandon Clark, got paid four years, fifty two million dollars. So I don't know if they asked him, you know. I don't know if they put a deal like that on the table and Rui said no. DeAndre Hunter got paid four years, $95 million. I don't think DeAndre Hunter is that much better than Rui. I don't really think he's much better than Rui at all, to be honest, from the Hawks. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think I like DeAndre Hunter. I think he's a good player for sure. But four years, $95 million, you know, that's 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 a, that's a, that's a good contract. That's a good contract. So um, who knows if, if they, they put something on the table and Rui was like, I don't think that's enough. Yeah, and I actually live in Atlanta now, so I'm out here, and the people mm-hmm. are like they gave him that much money. So mm-hmm. that, yeah, that that was a lot. I, I'm I don't know if we would pay Rui that much. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, pay that much at this point. You know, something that's going to happen this season um, that nobody's talking about. We're all talking about um, LeBron James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the all-time leading scoring record in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But something else that's going to happen around the exact same time as long as they keep scoring on this pace, is Bradley Beal is going to become the all-time leading scorer for the Washington Wizards. Now, I'm clapping up for that. <laughs> I've been a Wizard fan, of course, my entire life. Um, I remember going to see Manu Bowl and Muggsy Bowes at the Capitol Center. Um, and I haven't had a player, or shit, we haven't had a player who started with the Wizards or Bullets and finished their entire career. And um, that's something I feel like it's missing. Um, with with our history, I, I was I was a baby with West Unsealed, you know, Elvis, mm-hmm. 
I watched West coach. I watched him be a GM, and unfortunately, you know, with the, with his passing, and now I see his son coming on board. But we don't have any legacy players. I thought John Wall and Bradley Beal would be that. This is why I was so upset when we traded uh, Wall for Russ. But it looks like that's going to be Beal. He's going to be the all-time leading scorer. He's, I believe, third in assists now. Um, he leads us in three-pointers made for a career. What does that put, Brad, being an all-time leading scorer, assuming he plays his contract out, even if he doesn't win a ring? What do you think that puts him in the, the upper echelon of with the greats, the West Sun Seals, the Elvin A's, um, Gilbert Arenas? Where, where does Brad fit, um, assuming his career trajectory stays about the same? Yeah, um, I think, you know, of course, Wes is up there. He's one of the, ba- the best Wizards, the only Wizard to win an MVP and a Finals MVP, the only championship that we have from the Wizards bullets. So Wes is untouchable. Yeah. Um, you know, you have Phil Chenier up there, too. Like you said, Elvin Hayes. Um, so I, I think he – I think Gilbert, he's kind of in that, in that Gilbert class and John Wall class. I think he's – he if Gilbert doesn't get hurt, I feel like Gilbert had the better career than John Wall if Gilbert doesn't get hurt. Um, because you, just some of the some of the things Gilbert, Gilbert did some unbelievable stuff on the court, sixty point game, and Brad has too. He had he had a sixty point game, um, but Gilbert, you know, Gilbert won the game where he put up sixty. Um, <laughs> and, and Gilbert, you know, the game against Kobe, and you can point to so many games that Gilbert just went nuclear from the three and just scoring wise. Um, yeah, Hibachi, yeah, the guy he would turn around and hit threes and not even look at the basket. Um, John Wall is up there too. So I think he's in that same class. Of course, I think Wes is just untouchable right now. But I know, I know Brad's gonna he's gonna you know surpass their points. You know he's been with the team. This is his tenth or eleventh year. That's a long time. We don't see Wizards stay on the roster right. um, for that long. We just don't. You know, and, and all the good players we get usually get traded. Chris Webber, um, Juwan Howard. You know, we had Rasheed Wallace. We drafted him and traded him. Rod Strickland. We only had him for a couple of years. So. We get so Ben Wallace. We even drafted him and traded him. Richard Hamilton. It's just nobody really stays I, here for I call a long that team time. The Detroit Wizards, that team that won. Yeah, no. the Detroit Wizards, man, that, that hurt, hurt my heart. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So no. Yeah. What you have? I was saying we don't keep anybody um, mm-hmm. really long term. That makes me wonder about the young guys: Rui, Denny, mm-hmm. um, Corey, Johnny Davis. Um, bless his heart, man. Johnny Davis has been getting killed in the media. <laughs> I don't want to be another dude that kills him. I'm just going to say, just keep working on your game, youngin. Just keep working on your game. Yeah, and that's all you can do. He, he's got a long developmental process. He didn't play at all last night. Um, it's it's going to be a redshirt year for him. So I'm looking forward to next year for him. This year, I don't see much. But um, get back to Brad. Yeah, I, I would say I think, you know, he probably is in the Wizards all-time starting five right now, um, slash bullets, too. Um, so I would put him in there. I, you know, I just wish I could see some, some more wins from him. You know, he's made all NBA teams, made all-star team three times. Um, John Wall made all-star team five times. Um, so, and John Wall made all NBA team too. Same thing. Gilbert Arenas made all NBA roster team as well. So I I think he's right in that tier with John and Gilbert. Uh, I would put him in that tier. Is that the second tier? So we got Wes, Elvin A's, Mm -hmm. and then that tier? Is that how you yeah, in the second tier, yeah. Okay. Yep. Jameson, Weber, and them third tier. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just crazy because Jameson wasn't here that long either. You know, Chris Weber wasn't yeah. here that long, and yeah, nobody has like a long. You know, he said he wants to be the Dirk and the Whiskey of the Wizards, where Dirk stayed his whole career. 
Um, but of course, you know, there's a lot of things that come with you gotta you gotta win a champion. Dirk got one, and you so Brad's got he's gotta get one. Gotta get one. Um, so let's see how close we get to getting one this season. Um, let's do predictions. <laughs> We're not neither one of us is gonna say 50. So uh <laughs> what you got us doing this season? Um, right now, another over under is 35 and a half wins uh, from Battle Online. Yeah, very destroyed. I, I got us beating that for sure. Um, I have us at 40, 42 and four. Really, it's, it's anywhere between 40 and 42 and 42 and 40. I'm going right now. My my first, my first pick on lockdown was I said 40 and 42. So I want them to prove me wrong. I'm gonna I'm stay humble and start humble. I want them to prove me wrong, but I, I, I could definitely see them with 43. 43 and 39, 44 and 38. Um, but I'm going with 40 and 42 to start off right now. Uh, I was about 43 and 39. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. last night I got excited. I think I was tipping and watching the game. I was like, we're just 45 <laughs> and 37. And I tweeted it. I can't take it back now. Um, I'm going with 45 and 37 because I, I'm already seeing a lot of teams that I think were better than. Um, Chicago mm-hmm. will play Friday. I, we don't even know if uh, Zach Levine is going to play. So they're without mm-hmm. Lonzo Ball, we'll probably be without Zach Levine. I think that's a W. Um, we're playing Cleveland on Sunday. They didn't look too impressive last night. We might be able to get them early, get in there and get them early. Um, I, you know, teams like the Knicks, I think we're just better than. And some of these, you know, Philly, I think Philly is overrated, to be honest. And these are all, you know, East, you know, uh, Charlotte. I think we're going to run through them. Um, I think Miami had their run. It's impressive to get to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals you know, two out of three seasons, but I don't believe. Um, so I think we can bat on them. Who's their point guard? You know, Cal Lowry. I don't think he's going to. I think we're maybe I'm selling myself. Maybe I'm I'm just you know hyping myself up. But I do think that the Wizards can do 45 and 37. I think that puts us around six ish. So maybe six seed, seven seed. Maybe that gets you down to the eight seed. I also think the East is going to beat up on each other a lot. So I don't think it's going to be a bunch of teams with 60 wins. I think we're going to be pounding on each other a little bit. And so I see 45 and 37. You think I'm sipping the Kool-Aid again? No, I, I can see it, man. Things just got to stay right. You know, Porzingis has to stay healthy. He's got to give us 65 to 70 games. Bill's got to stay healthy 65 to 70 games. Kuzma's too. So it's, it's it's on health. It really is. You know, other teams are already, you know, suffering a little bit. Like you said, the Bulls, that means out with Alonzo Ball. It's going to be out for a good amount of time. So, yeah, they got to take advantage of these games. You know, they got to take advantage of that. They got to they got to take it to the Bulls and and, and win and take advantage. It's, a, it's the season home opener. We know the Bulls, they 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 stole one from us last year with DeMar DeRozan with that buzzer beater. So we got to get our revenge on that team. I think we match up well with them. I think, I think yeah, we should win that game. I think we should take care of that game. But you, you just never know with the Wizards. Um, but, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Bucks are the number one team in the East. The Nets with Kevin Durant and Kyrie, you just don't know what they're going to do mentally. You don't know if Kyrie is going to not play or whatever. They got right. blown out last night, too. Yeah, ben Simmons didn't look good. Serious. Yeah, they got blown. The Nets got blown out. The Heat, they're all, they all, they play hard. You know, Pat Riley, he just has his team playing hard. Jimmy Butler, they're always going to play hard. So they're going to be a good team. The Raptors, are, you know, they're, they're a good team, too. They play hard. They're competitive. The Sixers, like you said, James Harden, Joel Embiid, they didn't look good on the first night against the Celtics, but – Joel Embiid is just, you know, he's he's an MVP candidate. So there, there's some really good teams in, in Cleveland. They got better Donovan Mitchell. Atlanta, I want to see how they play with DeJounte Murray, Trey Young. Are they a good fit? So teams got better. Teams made some big moves. DeJounte Murray was a big move. Donovan Mitchell was a big move with the Cavs. Um, so the East the East got better. It's not the East from a couple years ago where teams were 
37 and 45, making the playoffs. Now you got to have a winning record to make even the play in. So I think we're better than Charlotte. Like you, I think we're better. I do think we're better than the Knicks. So those are the two teams that are going to be fighting for the play in. We, we got to take care of those teams for sure. All right. I, I agree. I agree. Before we get you out of here, Ed, um, who's your Wizards MVP? Who's going to be your Wizards most improved player for this season? Um, most improved. I'm going to go with Rui, MVP. Um, it's a tough one, man. You could go with three guys, man. The way Kuz looked, he looked really good. Uh, Porzingis looked good, too. Brad looked good. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Brad. I think Brad has a better year this year. I think he bounces back. I was loving Porzingis in the offseason. I still love Porzingis. I love him with the beard, the way he was playing the FIBA. He looks more athletic. He looks quick. He looks faster. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with Brad. I think Brad is determined. I think he's mad because he had a he had a down year last year. He didn't shoot the ball well, um, didn't play up to expectations. So I think Brad is a guy that's going to lock in. And I think he's going to play better defense this year, too. I believe it. I think he's not going to say, oh, we can't guard a park card again this year. I think he's going to lock on on defense and be better that way too. I think he's going to he's going to shoot the ball better with with better point guard play with better point guards like Delon and and Monte guys who are just going to get rid of the ball and give it to Brad and Porzingis and just get out of the way. I think he's going to have a better season this year. So I do think he'll be the best player on the team this season. Okay, and I, I do think Brad is going to be the best player. I definitely do. But I think the MVP. I'm going to go in a slightly different direction. I'm going to go with KP because mm. I think we're going to run the offense through KP. And I think that mm-hmm. if you look at his numbers across the board, points, rebounds, blocks, assists, he's going to have a, a unicorn season. I really do believe that. Everybody's getting hyped about Victor Wimbanyama, and I'm like, we got him. We got the first one. You know? <laughs> if he stays healthy, I think we'll see that. I think he's a matchup nightmare for everybody in the league. Um, when he's not in the game, I see how we get bullied. He's not the most stout guy, but that mm-hmm. height, that length still helps. So I think he's going to be our MVP. Because I think we need a clutch basket. Of course, we got clutch coups. But I think we're going to mm-hmm. kick it in, kick it inside to KP, or kick it out to KP. And that, that clutch basket is going to go to him and not to Brad, you know, dribbling off his foot or something, something like that. <laughs> and uh, my most improved, I really almost already gave it to, to Rui just because of what he did in, in the preseason. But I'm going to go with Denny. I think him being mm-hmm. in the starting lineup, people are going to be impressed by his shot. I think people are going to be impressed by his defense. I think he's going to have a bigger opportunity to show what he can do. Um, I think he's going to play about 30 minutes a game. And I think he's going to, it's going to be a, a larger sample size of what he brings to the table. He's going to fill the stat sheet up. Points, rebounds, steals, assists. I think he's going to be damn near a 7 7 6 5 guy. You know, mm-hmm. just across the board, just touching on everything. Um, and uh, we both say we think they'll win this Friday against the Bulls. I got him winning. I got him winning a close one, probably like 105 to 102. Okay. I like that. Brad, Brad puts up like 25. Porzingis gives you 24. Kuz gives you 18 and nine boards. Okay. I like that. I like that. I think Brad is going to have his first 30 point game of the season, the mm. first home game. I think he's going to show off. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kuz does because I think that playing at home kind of hits Kuz. Did you hear Kuz on I Am Athlete podcast? I didn't get to listen to it. It was live in D.C., and um, he was saying we're going to be much better. Brad is back, and the audience started booing. It was live in D.C., and they were booing about Brad. And Kuz was like, y'all bring that same energy to the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I bring, bring that energy to the game. Y'all want to boo somebody. But that, that's a really good watch. You should check it out. Um, it just came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Ed, I want to thank you for coming on. Like I said, I, you know I'm a big fan. I tune in every episode. 
And um, you're my wizard's guru right now. So when I've got a question about the wizards or I'm thinking about something or need to uh, get, get my frustration, because I'll just be in the comments typing. You see this? You see that? This, this, this. <laughs> so you give me that outlet. So I appreciate you. Um, thanks for coming on. Trying to get you on maybe when the season's winding down and we're heading into the playoffs. We'll do a playoff review. Yes, sir. Definitely. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. All right, my man. Appreciate you. Yes, sir.